the college experience Maction Week One preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big, including a fifty percent deposit match on your first deposit. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to get a fifty percent deposit match only at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy for you to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Sean Green. Sean Green's latest comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, is now available everywhere. iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your stand-up comedy. So check it out. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. Maction style week one. <laughs> oh, my name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick and oh man, this is what you got to love. Uh, you know, we didn't get the full on college football season, but we're making do it was chaos out in the world. But I can tell you one thing that is awesome. Normally, the MAC, the Mid American Conference, right? I, th- I believe that's what it is. Um, normally, they get a Tuesday or Wednesday game, like starting in October. And they're great. We bet on them, we watch them. But what's great, even though it's a condensed six game schedule, is the fact I love the aggression. Like, we have, s- count them, six. Mac games happening this Wednesday. That's fantastic. We basically have a whole slate of college football games. Uh, it's, 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 this is Christmas in November. I like this idea. They should do this. I mean, maybe you go three on Tuesday, three on Wednesday, but I I'm all for them doing this every year because we don't have a lot of time on a Saturday to tune into Buffalo you know, against, uh, you know, ball state, as much as I think that's a decent game for a mid major, you, you odds are you. I mean, I try to watch everything. I record everything, but a lot of times if if it's the Mac game, unless it's one of my locks, I'm really probably trying to watch it throughout the week, but Hey, you know, that's with the DVR set up. You know what I mean? That's with the recording the game. I'm saying, I want to see it live during the week. It's weird. College football used to play a lot more weekday games like 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. I'd love to see some of the power conferences come back to that and utilize uh, Thursdays and Fridays. But uh, obviously I think this year is crazy because the big 10 and Pac 12 were kind of doing that. I would like to see the sec and uh, 
and Big 12 really focus on doing some more set uh, Thursday, Friday games. Regardless, though, Maxion, we got a great lineup. I'm excited. Um, I like some of these bets a lot. And I'm going to go chronologically breaking these down for you guys. I will go chronologically. Starting out Wednesday for me, I'm in L.A. So I don't know where you guys are at, but 3 o'clock my time. So 6 o'clock east, 3 o'clock my time. Uh, we get Western Michigan at Akron. The spread at the moment is Western Michigan minus 18. Um, I made a lot of money fading Akron last year. I'll be honest. I, I, Akron, I know. Okay. Akron's new head coach, Tom Arth, second year coming into his second year. Didn't have spring ball facing a tough, a tough hand to be dealt, but I don't understand why they ever fired Terry Bowden or Terry Bowden, son of Bobby Bowden. Look, I think they won four games or no, nah, I'd have to pull it up, but I think I want to say they won. Let me just pull it up right now while we're talking, but Terry Bowden was fired after a bad season at Akron where the year prior he took his team to the Mac championship. I don't understand how you do that. Um, okay. So, so looking here at his career, Terry Bowden. Okay. His final year, the wheels fell off. Yeah, I was correct. So I would have been right. I didn't even need to look it up. There were four and eight, their final year, right? Which is look, it's not that fucking crazy. You're at Akron. That's not that horrible of a year for you. The year prior, seven and seven, made a bowl, lost the bowl game, but played for the Mac championship. Won the, won the Mac East. I don't understand what you want. The year before that, he was five and seven, right? That's not that bad. You I mean, you probably lost a close game. You, you're basically one game away from bowling the year before that he was eight and five and won a bowl game. I don't understand what, what, what they're doing. I don't understand why they didn't keep him, but, um, they hire Arth, who's who's had it's a questionable hire. He had success at John Carroll from 2013 to 2016. He went 40 and eight. But after John Carroll, he went to Chattanooga for two years and comp- in the FCS compiled a uh, a nine and thirteen record and landed this gig. And year one in Akron, he went zero and twelve. The only winless team a year ago. Yes, that is correct. UMass beat Akron. A year ago. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, all right from the, right from the jump, Western Michigan, a proven, uh, blue blood of the, within the conference, I would say taking on Akron and Western Michigan minus 18. I'm already thinking about laying it, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a breakdown here. Give you a little bit of, of why I think that, um, uh, well, I mentioned Arth. I, I don't know what to really expect with him not having spring ball. I mean, they didn't even think they're going to, that's another thing to factor in where we're talking about all these Mac games. They didn't think they're having a season. So a lot of the experienced Mac players, a lot of seniors, upperclassmen transferred out to go to a power five. So the fact that they would have a season, they just wanted to have a season. I think a bunch of these teams, a bunch of players transferred out just last second, like back in September, and went and played for, or, or late, uh, late August and went cause they didn't think they were going to have a season this year. So pretty, pretty crazy here. Um, 
I'm assuming when you look at Akron, a lot of question marks, this team was not very good. I'm assuming, uh, assuming I'm sorry that Cato Nelson will get the, uh, the spot, the starting nod at quarterback. Nelson's been there a while, been there a long time. 31, 31 games he's played in. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they're breaking in what four new offensive linemen. Whew. I can tell you this, that, that right from the start, like I said, we haven't even dove into Western Michigan, but I, I, I know a lot about, I know more about Western Michigan than I do Akron, but it's not a good thing if you're breaking in four offensive linemen on any team, any team. When I, when I do my win totals in the off season, traditionally, if you look at the, the line of scrimmage, uh, returning starters in general, but especially on the offense and defensive line, always a big deal. Um, so that is, uh, not very encouraging when you're playing, you know, uh, a team that in Western Michigan has a very strong pedigree. Um, I would say what defensively, I guess, uh, Akron's returning. What? Let me see here. Their best, uh, best linebacker is, uh, Bubba Arslian. Good defensive tackle. Eric Bentley. You'll be joined with another defensive tackle, Jaquise cross. So that those guys, uh, they got to get better cause they were young, but, uh, they're replacing four starters in the defensive front seven. That's, not encouraging. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, maybe someone to keep an eye on is uh, the the junior college transfer Nasir Sai and the and the linebacking core. I I yes, I, mean, I look at this offense and this team was awful last year at offense. I mean, you go zero and twelve. Normally, you're horrible at, at at everything here. But I mean, I look at this roster and I'm like, I don't see much talent. Um, <laughs> Western Michigan. I'm, I'm just trying to, 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 to think like, man, I, how is this? This spread should be more, right? I mean, I guess they're counting on year two, but he didn't even have a spring ball. Anyway, Western Michigan, Tim Lester, long time uh, connection to Western Michigan. I know PJ Fleck was there prior, but Lester was with them. I believe Lester played quarterback at Western Michigan back in the day, back in the day. I remember watching him at quarterback, but uh, they're breaking in uh Richard sophomore, Caleb Ellaby. Um, Cause John Wessink is gone. And uh, Ellaby though, got a little bit of burn a season ago. And uh, well, he's got, he's got four, four starts already in his career. So that, that's uh Hell, that that's decent, especially when you run when you had a program like Western Michigan where you got talent at uh, the skill positions traditionally for MAC teams. I would say that they really uh, have an edge on talent, um, which it, it will will be the case again this year because uh, Western Michigan's got really good wideouts led by Sky Moore, um, Dwayne Eskridge. So check out those guys. I would say. Uh, <sighs> defense. I mean, that's another thing is the Western Michigan defensive line is really good. Really good. So you have all Mac second team, Ali Fahad. I'm probably butchering that name and defensive tackle, Ralph Holly. All right. Those guys combined for 13 and a half sacks. 
when you have one returning offensive lineman facing some elite players there, and also they have the oh, I forgot the MAC Defensive Player of the Year and linebacker Trishan Hayward. I mean, that's just not a good thing they have going. Um, I'm gonna say here in this guy game, this is probably gonna be the worst one to watch. All right, I'm gonna say lay the points. Take mess. Western Michigan minus the 18. I think Western Michigan rolls. Uh, luckily for us, we won't really have to focus on this game because I mean, unless we bet it, which I will um, at the same time, kicking off on ESPN plus is Eastern Michigan at Kent state, which is a game I'm really excited about. If you listen to my six pack with Sean and Ryan, I have this game on there and Kent state was really good last year. Um, same with Eastern Michigan. I'm going to lock up Eastern Michigan. I'm probably going to end up locking up Western Michigan too. check the spreadsheet. It'll be out early this week. Um, probably going to lock up Western Michigan too, but Eastern Michigan and Kent state, one of the better games of the day. Here's my logic from the start. I know Kent state's doing really had a great year last year and they're probably going to be good again this year. Probably really good, but I like Chris Creighton. Now, sure. I understand Chris Creighton's the head coach of Eastern Michigan. I think he's one of the better. There's two coaches that I really like to bet a lot in the Mac. And that's Lance Leopold of Buffalo and Chris Creighton of Eastern Michigan. Uh, occasionally also I would add in uh, Frank Solich at Ohio or McElwain at Central Michigan. But Creighton uh, is taking over the, the, the play calling duties for Eastern Michigan this year. Uh, the OC, their OC left to take a, a job at uh, D2 school. But, uh, and they, they lose quarterback Mike Glass, uh, who was a senior, but they got a guy, Preston Hutchison, at quarterback, who uh, he played in eight games a season ago. And this guy, uh, he went 31 of 36 for 357 and four touchdowns in a win over Western Michigan last season. That's one of the better teams in the MAC. So uh, I don't think they're really going to miss a beat there. Um, and when you add in that the fact they have an, an all Mac wide receiver candidate in Dylan Drummond, or Drummond, I'm sorry, who had 55 catches a season ago, and then you have perhaps the best tight end in the entire conference, or de- probably the the best tight end in the conference, one of the best tight ends in the country, in Thomas Adukoya. Uh, so that will be good to have. And then okay, um, defensively. They, they missed four of their top six tacklers from a season ago. That's a concern. Put a little, I mean, secondary is missing three of the five starters from a season ago, but I, I, I really think you just trust the coaching here, man. Chris Creighton, as, as much as I'm sure Sean Lewis is doing a great job at, uh, at Kent state, I'm saying Chris Creighton though, traditionally they play a heavy uh, at a conference schedule. There's, you'll see them play at Kentucky or something. You'll see them play, at some power five, Missouri, I think a couple seasons ago that, and, or they beat Purdue at Purdue a couple years ago, but normally in the middle of the season, see the thing Eastern Michigan doesn't have is depth. They, I mean, they're, they're a lot better than they were 10 years ago because this was one of the worst programs. It was probably the worst division one program prior to Chris Creighton being there. It had been horrible since the eighties and they had had, they didn't go to a bowl game since the eighties. Now he's taken them to, I think two and three years. And, uh, it's one of the harder places to, to recruit at from where it's located. And uh, even the, probably the hardest in the Mac to recruit at. Yeah, I would say so. 
and he's building something, but depth is still always an issue. So in the middle of the year, when you're playing all these power five schools, you normally get beat up pretty bad. So by the middle of the year, you're losing some of these Mac games, even though you're making a bowl, I think this year he's going to have an opportunity to, to really come up. Cause you're not playing a lot of those power five schools uh, early in the season. So keep an eye on uh, Eastern Michigan here. Now I'll say this Kent state, you break it down. Sean Lewis, great year one coming over from uh, if anything, it looks like Syracuse uh, really has not been the same ever since Sean Lewis left to take this job. And he's got a good quarterback and Dustin crumb returning. Um, uh, and he led them to their you know, first bowl game in a while. Kent state hasn't had back-to-back winning season since 1976 and 77. Something, something to keep in mind there, but uh crumb was really good. And uh, this offense is really good. They return uh three of five starters up front on the O line. Um, they get three of their top four wideouts gone. I'm sorry. Th- I'm sorry. Three of their top four wideouts are gone, but they return one of their best in Isaiah McCoy. And uh, <clears throat> on defense, they returned eight of its top 10 tacklers from a season ago. Here's the, here's the catch though. They were one of the worst run defenses in the country. Uh, they're adding in a Penn state Nebraska transfer into that secondary but uh, here's the thing. Eastern Michigan, to me, a team that kind of gets physical. For Mac, I would say it's, it's kind of gets a little physical. So I am going to take the, the, the Eastern Michigan Eagles and the seven points there. Uh, I, I think they can win it on the money line, too. But, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Kent State won this game. But I think it touched. it's going to be a close game. I'm excited to watch this one. So, uh, yeah, I'm on that in Western Michigan. So far, I got to be honest, I like both bets. I like both bets, but here's what's real swift. Those, those games start at three at four o'clock kicks off Ohio and central Michigan. This is a really good game. This is one I will probably not bet. Actually. I mean, I don't know. I might bet this one because I, I do like a team. Okay. There's six games on the schedule. There's probably only one game. I don't like from a betting standpoint. Um, maybe I'll try to power rank these at the end, but, um, <clears throat> Ohio legendary, uh, uh, coach Frank Solich, Nebraska, the guy, obviously Nebraska should have kept the last time Nebraska was, was any, any real, any real threat was when they had Frank Solich, the, from, from the Tom Osborne days fired him after like a nine and three season. <laughs> what, what, what would, what would Nebraska give right now for a nine and three season? Um, uh, he's doing a great job. Like they have Joe Burrow's dad as the defensive coordinator. And they lost Ohio lost Nathan Rourke, who it seemed like he started there forever at quarterback. And he was kind of a throwback. I know Patty C will tell you it's one of his favorite players in college football a season ago. Kind of an old school throwback quarterback that just got it done. Kind of reminds me of like a, a K state quarterback. Uh, and you know, I, I, I'm struggling to think of the guy's name Klein kind of remind me of a poor man's Colin Klein. I think his name was um, Chris Klein. No, Colin Klein. Um, but he's gone, but check us out. They have his younger brother, Curtis Rourke. And they say that Curtis Rourke's actually more skilled. Now there's rumblings of, of, of Curtis Rourke starting because perhaps probably a uh, Solich's system, but they also bring in a grad transfer. This dude was a high. I, I know this guy just from covering the mountain West Armani Rogers coming in from UNLV 
Now, here's the thing. Rodgers would always get banged up at UNLV, but this guy was a big-time recruit for UNLV. If memory serves me correct, which I'm fairly certain it was, he this guy went to UNLV over USC. He had an offer for USC. He was a pretty high recruit with the previous coach of uh, at UNLV. So he dips out. So I'm assuming, despite what I've read online saying that both will get snaps, I'm assuming you're going to go with the veteran here. Now, maybe I guess the knock would be Rodgers didn't get spring ball trying to learn a new offense, but Rodgers was pretty darn good when he played pretty athletic. Um, and with Rourke being so young, I would assume that uh, Rodgers would be your guy, but I guess you got to keep in mind that that Solich runs a much more run heavy offense that might cater to Rourke style more than Rodgers. something to keep in mind but I like the talent at the quarterback position and at the running back position. They're really good. They're really good with the uh, O'Shawn Allison, who had led the uh, Bobcats in rushing a season ago, 869 yards, six touchdowns as a freshman last year, Allison averaged 6.3 yards a carry 6.3 years. But check us out. That wasn't even the best on the team. He was second to teammate DeMonte Tuggle who had 644 yards rushing and 11 touchdowns on just 101 attempts, so averaging 6.38 yards a carry, just a tiny bit higher than than Allison. Those two guys are legit. And then you add in Julian Ross, who had about 300 yards rushing and a score as well, and you got a really good backfield. Um, Another thing is they return all their receiving options. Yeah, all of Rourke's favorites from a season ago, Isaiah Cox, he's back, 39 catches, 663 yards, two scores. Also six foot four inch Shane hooks is back at 20 yards a catch a season ago, 26 catches, five scores. And they also bring back uh, experienced tight end and Ryan Lurman, 28 receptions, 360 yards. Uh, this offense should be rolling on the O line. They get three starters back on the O line. So I, I think this thing is uh, so far. I've been impressed with what, I, what I'm seeing from Ohio um, central Michigan. On the other hand, which w- did a great hire with Jim McElwain former, former Colorado state coach, former Alabama, uh, I think he was with Saban in Alabama early on. Then he went to Florida, kind of laid an egg at Florida uh, from an offensive standpoint. I knew they had a couple of decent seasons. McElwain comes into central Michigan and really kind of changed things around. They were, they've been good with him there. So what they lose, they lose a ton here. They're breaking in uh, a new quarterback and there's talk that it's going to be redshirt freshman, Daniel Richardson, because he played, they had a senior quarterback uh, ready to play David Moore, but he had a PED suspension and he's out for five games suspended. They're, they're only having a six game season. Uh, pretty fucking hilarious. So um, uh, they do have a transfer from Sam Houston state Ty Brock. I'm assuming they're going to go with Brock. That's just me because of the experience, but maybe they go with the redshirt freshman since he's actually been in that offense for more than a year. Uh, yeah, I mean, but Brock, uh, Ty Brock, the Sam Houston State transfer, he did play in 21 games. I would assume they go with Brock. I'm going to bet heavy that they go with Brock. Um, But, yes, breaking a new quarterback's tough, and then it's even tougher when, you're, when you lose your, your awesome running back, Jonathan Ward. I had this guy in fantasy football, college fantasy football season ago. He was a complete stud for me. Now they do bring back Kobe Lewis, who uh, was pretty good because Ward did get banged up. Uh, Lewis did have over a thousand yards as well. And uh, they do have a, a, a couple of uh, big play receivers back. So if, they, if basically if Brock can just deliver the ball here, 
and get this offense down, they they should be fine at running back and wide out. Now I'm sure I think they take a little bit of a hit to the run game because Ward is it was a was a complete beast, but Lewis will still be solid. Receiving wise, they bring back all their players. Khalil, Khalil Pimpleton, uh, Ja'Cory Sullivan, Tyrone Scott, all back. Um, so you, 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 the offense, if, if it all goes on the quarterback, I think on this one defensively, these are two of the better defenses in the Mac. Um, but Ohio does return nine starters. I think you gotta favor Ohio in this one. Um, just based off of what I'm seeing here. Um, Central Michigan bringing back eight starters, um, but they are breaking in two new corners. That's that's going to be a bit a bit challenging. So this line right now is uh, Ohio minus one. I'm going to say if I I'm going to take Ohio, but I will say would not be shocked if Central Michigan won this game, especially if their quarterback play is solid. I think it all comes down to quarterback play, and probably the replacing those two corners. So. Give me the Bobcats, though, and Frank Solich to get that one done. That's a great game to watch. Uh, and this next game is actually, I'd say the three best games are Eastern Michigan, Kent State, Ohio, Central Michigan, and then this next game, which is Ball State at Miami, Ohio, also kicking off at 4 o'clock. We just get a, a shit ton of great games. Um, Ball State was a weird team last year. Patty C was really high on Ball State, really the past two years. Mike knew their head coach. Uh, it's a big year for him in Muncie. And uh, new former player at Ball State. They went five and seven a season ago, and they really, really probably should have been a little bit better. They lost a lot. Of, they lost four games. Uh, I'm sorry. No, they lost three conference games by four points or fewer. And they had the number one offense in the MAC. Yeah. They had the best offense in the Mac. Um, you would think they would have had a better record, but uh, you know, they easily could have been eight and four. They returned 17 starters, 17 starters. I'm telling you, uh, if this team can just learn how to win a close game, this, this might be a team playing for the Mac championship. Um, I would say they're, uh, their real strength is, I mean, this actually, their offense is pretty complete. When you, when you analyze it, they got uh, drew Plitt at quarterback. Great name. They return him. They return their senior running back in Caleb Huntley and also their best wide out in Justin Hall in Johannes Tyler. Um, Plitt led the Mac in passing a season ago. Huntley finished third in rushing yards. And uh, those two wideouts also combined for 13 touchdowns. I'm telling you, this offense is going to be fine. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, the team really returns a ton. So I could see, I mean, they return what seven starters on defense for, for the Cardinals of ball state. Um, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. And they have really the right positions too. Um, maybe you'd like to see them to be a little bit better on the defensive line, but cornerback wise, they got some studs in Antonio Phillips and Amici Uduzimia. Uh, probably butchering that name, but uh, I, I think this, this ball state team is actually going to be legit this year. Um, then you got the Mac. They're playing Miami, Ohio, the Mac champions from a season ago, led by uh, Chuck Martin, former Notre Dame assistant. Um, Miami is breaking, bringing back Brett Gabbert played last, last year as a freshman and played good, started nine games for, for the, uh, the red Hawks and they won the Mac championship. 
Um, when you, when you analyze really the uh, the Red Hawks, I always want to call them the Redskins. Um, Gabbert is only going to get better with another year in the system, and uh, I would expect this team to be a contender in the MAC yet again. Um, they do get hit on the, the, the ground attack though. They lose a lot. Davion Johnson ran for 172 yards. That's probably their, 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 their workhorse. Now they, they lose the thousand yard rushers. So they got to find some, some new, uh, some new, some new backs, but, uh, yeah, I, I think this Miami team will be pretty good. Uh, I think really when you look at the Mac as a whole, I know this makes no sense for gambling sense unless you're going to do the windows, but I think Buffalo probably the best team, right? Second best. I'm a, I'd go probably either Ohio. That's it. gets kind of cloudy here. Ohio, central Michigan, Toledo, Eastern Michigan, ball state, Miami, Ohio, all in there. Like basically the whole fucking kind then the, then towards the back, you get Northern Illinois. And then after that, you probably go, uh, uh, Bowling Green and Akron. Sorry if I didn't throw Kent State in there. They're in the good part. But uh, I expect Miami to be right there. And uh, I don't know. I, I think you look at that line, I'm seeing Miami minus two and a half. They, they're going to have to, I think the better team right now is Ball State on paper. Now, yes, it's a, it's a road game technically for Ball State, but I would, I, I'm going to go take the Cardinals, take the Cardinals on the money line. I understand championship pedigree. I understand bringing back Gabbard, who was really good in his freshman year, but breaking in new running backs. Uh, also did, they got hit on the O line a little bit there. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to watch that game. I'm going to ride with ball state and Mike new. I'm going to buy into it. I would like to see them get to the quarterback more this year though. And that that's going to tell the tale early on for ball state to see if they can do that. All right. And then at f- another four o'clock, kick, the final four o'clock kick, we still have two games left guys is Buffalo at Northern Illinois. I'm a big Lance Leopold guy. As I mentioned before, he came over from Wisconsin's uh, whitewater, I believe, or was that Stevens point whitewater? And he won a lot of uh, D three national championships there. So he, he has been a personal favorite of mine. And I think he should be like, if I was, if you made me athletic director of uh, a lot of schools, I would, uh, I could tell you off the top of my head, I would hire him at, uh, you know, first job I think of who could be fired. Obviously he's not a big enough name for Texas to get, but uh, if I was like Pitt, you get rid of Narduzzi, bring in Leopold. I would do that. I would also take a look at Chris Creighton and some other coaches, maybe Craig bowl. But I do think, uh, Leopold his record speaks for himself. I think Buffalo was a really good team, eight and five a season ago. And they got red hot towards the end of the year. Um, they return their quarterback and I mean, they, they kind of played a couple different quarterbacks, but their, their main quarterback, where is this? Their main quarterback from a season ago is back. Man, I'm struggling to find where I wrote down his name. Uh, yeah, Kyle Vantrese. Yeah, Vantrese. I remember watching this guy, and this guy a couple years ago was really bad. He made strides. He he looked a lot better last year. Still not. They're not a a, a pass heavy team. They run the ball a lot, 
Um, they went six and one though, their final seven games. And even that one loss was, was a game that they were up by three touchdowns at one point. Um, I really like this Buffalo team guys. And if, if anything, they need to not choke this year because Leopold has not gotten a Mac championship yet. He's gone to the Mac championship plenty of time. I mean, they, they're always in contention for it. It's just, they, they've laid an egg almost like Solich at, at Ohio when it comes to actually winning the Mac championship. Van Trees, uh, I'm assuming will be the quarterback. Uh, he's the most experienced guy they got. And uh, they have a, one of the nation's best running backs. I'm going to tell you right now, you get a chance to tune into this game. Do yourself a favor, do yourself a favor and key in on the running back of, uh, the Buffalo bulls, because this kid is a complete stud. And I'm talking about Jarrett Patterson. This guy finished fifth in the nation in running last year, 1800 yards, 19 touchdowns. Dude's a stud Leopold and, and, and uh, Buffalo, they can find diamonds in the rough. You saw it with the, uh, the Vikings wide receiver, what Osgood from, uh, from Miami. He was a grad transfer from Miami. He was at uh, Buffalo prior, the quarterback they had who, who actually came out early, didn't make it in the league. I'm struggling to think of his name. I mean, Khalil Mack is from Buffalo. So keep an eye on Jarrett Patterson. Um, the guy is a complete stud. I, I, I forget who had him in fantasy last year, but he was fucking me up in one game. Um, keep an eye out on him. I, I expect a heavy, heavy dosage of him, especially when you consider Northern Illinois. I think when you look at the Northern Illinois team, you circle their glaring weakness and it's the defense this year. Um, now I will say this Buffalo's offensive line last year was, was really, really, really good. It was the best offensive line in the Mac. They lose three, uh, uh, they lose three of those guys. So they're bringing in three new starters this year. So returning two on the offensive line, I will also say this, they have another good backup running back in Kevin Marks. Keep your eye out. Both of those guys will get some burn and both should be slicing and dicing up the Mac. Um, when it comes to uh why not? Yeah. I mean, the offense should be fine as long as the, the O line's the question mark just because you're breaking in three new starters. Um, and I can tell you this from a defensive standpoint. Well, first off, let me go. The wide though they have probably the best wide receivers in the Mac, perhaps. In Antonio Nunn and uh Daniel Lee, also tight end Zach Lafribre. Um those guys are uh, the tight end. I'm not hundred percent on, but the receivers are, are good. Hopefully the ball can get to them. Um, defensively, they have the best defensive line in, in the Mac. Like they, they really do. Um, Malcolm Kuntz and Taylor Riggins are complete beasts. 16 and a half sacks a season ago. Uh, get ready. Buffalo had 38 sacks last year. 13th in the country. First in the Mac. So get ready for a heavy dosage of them. And like I said, with them playing Northern Illinois, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, how that works out for them. Uh, what's it called here? Northern Illinois, uh, Northern Illinois breaking in second year head coach here, Thomas Hammock, former, former running back there. Uh, they really struggled out the gate. Now I know they got Ross Bowers at quarterback to Cal transfer, but he kind of struggled uh, last season as well. I mean, they kind of let me down a little bit last season. But he's back. He's an experienced quarterback. I liked him at Cal. I was actually, he actually would have 
really saved the day had he stayed at Cal because what happened last year, Cal, uh, their quarterback situation was was a disaster. They could have used Bowers, who was a late transfer to Northern Illinois a season ago. But yeah, um, you look at this team. I mean, they've had uh, just their defense is going to be bad. I would be very surprised if their defense is good because this is a team that got really hit by all these transfers. They had their best two defensive players transfer to Iowa. I mean, they've had transfers in and out of here. This is, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a big year for Hammock. I think the offense should be all right. They returned three of their top four wideouts in uh, Cole Tucker, Tyrese Ritchie, and uh, Daniel Crawford at tight end. Crawford was, was really good at tight end the season ago. Um, I mean, the O-line... <laughs> They have uh, three upperclassmen listed uh, on there, uh, uh, but they haven't really started. So you're breaking in new offensive line. I mean, I'm only seeing one returning starter from a season ago. That's not good when you're playing Buffalo's defensive line. Now I will say this, Northern Illinois, you want it? They have a good kicker and John Richardson. Something to know if, if a game is close, they do have a good kicker. Um, man, I mean, you look at that team. Ross Bowers. I mean, I liked Bowers. So you hope, okay, you got that. But uh, other than that, I don't know the blocking situation for Bowers. Uh, I I would tend to lean at the spreads at 10 and a half. I'm going to say the play is take Buffalo minus the 10 and a half. I think Buffalo rolls and I like this bet too. That's uh, And then I'll rank these bets at the end here. Then at five o'clock, you get the final Maction game for week one. Uh, you get Bowling Green at Toledo. Um, I've made a lot of money falling, fading Bowling Green the past couple of years, um, and I look to do it again this year. I thought it was a crazy hire to go out and uh, and hire. I mean, I guess they've been burned two, twice in a row ever since Babers left. But Scott Leffler, he was at Virginia Tech for a little bit. I was never a fan. I thought that the hire was a stretch, but Hey, he didn't prove from two years ago. They went three and nine last year, but, uh, and one of those wins, they actually upset Toledo 20 to seven. So I'm expecting Toledo to get revenge here. Toledo laying 21 and a half points. This game's on ESPN U 5 PM. Um, Okay, you're bringing in, uh, uh, I'm assuming Leffler had some ties to Boston College because he's bringing in Matt McDonald at quarterback, right? And McDonald, uh, I mean, I guess he was all right. I don't know. I I mean, because even crazier is it's going to be a pass-happy offense, and I don't picture him as a pass-happy quarterback because he was there with Adazio at Boston College, which they never could pass the ball. Um. I mean, they just averaged 157 yards passing last year per game. That was 120th in the FBS. Now, like I said, they, they did go the Boston college route. They brought in the tight end Quentin Morris. Uh, and this guy had 55 receptions a season ago. So, Hey, the BC connection, um, Andrew Claire is back at running back. Um, he had 720 yards rushing two seasons ago. Last year was banged up, but 5.2 yards of carry is a, he was a freshman two years ago, only played four games a season ago. Um, so they, I'm sure they're happy to get him back, but they just returned two starters on the O line. That is not good. Um, 
while Toledo at the other side, Toledo's like a proven, they're almost like a, a blue blood within this conference as well. From the days of Matt Campbell. Uh, now it's Jason candle and they, they did lay an egg last year a little bit. I, I was off on the win total with them last year. I remember they descended six and six bowl eligible. Didn't make a bowl though, which is very, that's like a shitty year at Toledo. Cause they've been a good program. I feel like since the nineties, since Wasan Tate, if any, any Toledo rocket fans out there and Chester Taylor you might remember him in the NFL with the Vikings. Um, another thing. Oh, I forgot to add this, but bowling green has uh Brian Van Gorder at defense of coordinator and no, no disrespect to him personally, but he, I've, I've made a lot of money fading him over the years when he was at Louisville and at Notre Dame back in the, I think that was with the Charlie Weiss era, perhaps. Um, so food for thought there, but yeah, Toledo, Jason candle, he's bringing in through three new coordinators this season. I might add, um, but candle came in red hot, uh, after, after Matt Campbell had taken that Iowa state job. And then, you know, I thought, I thought last year they were going to take a step up from, from some of their other good years. And they really went the opposite direction, just a six and six season, but not horrible, not horrible. Eli Peters, a senior coming back at quarterback there. There's room to uh, be optimistic there. They also have Carter Bradley. Um, that's a good thing. Uh, I mean, really this offense, which has always been their strong suit. I, I, I feel like um, they returned three starters on the O line. That's encouraging, including the all Mac center, Bryce Harris and a really good guard and Nick Rossi, who was a freshman, all American. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they returned 13 starters. This team that really, if they don't get it done this year, it's going to be, a, it's got to be Campbell's fault. It's got to be that his first two years were a success off of Matt Campbell. I'm sorry, Randall, Jesus, Matt Campbell. So, uh, I, I mean, it's a big year for him. I would expect Rogers. I would expect this run game. Normally they have a, just a, a, a dynamic passing attack, which I'm sure will happen again here. Uh, I try to fade Bowling Green. This line is too big for me. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to physically touch this game, but I am going to take the favorite. I'm going to take Toledo minus 21 and a half. I think they remember last year. I think it's a big year for them to really get off the schneid and, and prove that uh, that last year was just a flash in the pan at a six and six season. Um, yeah. And I think they're going to have success. Brian Van Gorder's defense against, against a proven quarterback. And then Brian Kobach at running back. This guy had 1200 yards rushing a season ago, 12 touchdowns. I expect him to have a big game against Bowling Green. So uh, yeah, I think the play here is a, uh, is Toledo if you're going to take it, but let me rank these for you. Those are all the action games. This is Maxion college experience here. Um, I would say my favorite play is, is Eastern Michigan. It's funny. I, I, I'd say Eastern Michigan is probably my favorite play, but my second favorite play is Buffalo minus 10 and a half. So one, I would go Eastern Michigan plus seven, two Buffalo minus 10 and a half, three Western Michigan minus 18, four, give me ball state. No, 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 I'm sorry. Four, give me Ohio minus one, five ball state plus two and a half. But I say, if you're going to bet that, just take the fucking money line. Uh, Six, I'm going to go the, the, uh, Toledo Bowling Green game, just because I could see Toledo beating them like 
35 to 14 and you lose by a hook, you know, but I do expect Alito to roll Bowling Green guys. This is Maction college experience. I hope you tune in. We're going to do this every week because the Maction playing all their games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's going to be a lot of fun over the next couple of weeks watching some, some Maction, you know, and, and the Mac's a good conference guys. Sure. They've been up and down. Uh, you know, I remember in the early two thousands when they had Marshall used to be a part of them with Pennington or uh, if it wasn't Pennington, it was uh Leftwich. but they had, uh, they were, they were, I remember the Mac at one point they had Roethlisberger at Miami, Ohio. They had Greg Kowski at uh, Toledo, Charlie Fry at Akron and uh, Northern Illinois was upset in teams. I remember they had a, 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 a big run there. They were a good program for like 25 years. And, uh, Obviously, Western Michigan was okay. Central Michigan was okay. Uh, it's a good conference. It's a good. Con- I hope it gets back to it. I feel like it's been kind of down the past couple of years, but um, I- I'm hoping that that it comes back around and we'll get to see it. There's uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays college football, but this is a Wednesday thing. This is opening up the season all on Wednesday. the The following weeks will be on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So check it out. We'll preview it here on the College Experience. If you're a first time listener, guys. We handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. That's right. Do a spreadsheet over at sports gambling podcast.com. I also put it on my Twitter at the Colby D and yeah, we'd appreciate you checking us out because uh, you know, we think we are the premier college football and college basketball podcast. Um, if you dig us, please, if you can, the reason why we do this really is uh, you know, we love the sports the sports, plural basketball and football, college basketball and college football. And, uh, we'd appreciate you if you, if you gave a five-star review on iTunes, because that's essentially how we get paid. You know, this thing started out, we weren't doing this for years. We were doing it for free. And then, uh, you know, we, we, we're not doing it free anymore, but we are trying to, trying to do more and more and cover more and more games for you guys. And we believe we, we, we are second to none. So if you can, we'd really appreciate that. If you, if you do a five-star review, take a screenshot of that thing and tag me at the Colby D and I'll try to get you. I'll enter you in a raffle to get some college experience and sports gambling podcast gear. I'll put it like this. You do, you do that. I'm going to find a way to get you some gear. All right. It just might have to take a couple weeks. All right. Just relax. Kick back. Normally I'm joined by my co-host Patty C former JMU Duke defensive back. Make sure you check out our other episodes. Uh, and I'm also joined by uh, NC Nick. You know, we're breaking down ACC basketball. We got Big Ten basketball next. Make sure you subscribe. All three of us make picks, handicap at every single Division One college football, college basketball game. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. And we're part of the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And they're on Twitter at the SGP Network. Make sure you follow all these guys. If you're a first time listener, we would appreciate that. Subscribe. We're, we're, this podcast is available on all platforms. So check it out. We got Maction, baby. I'm betting all over this shit. Come on now. Let's get this thing going. It's about time we get a real college football season with the Mac back. And now we got Pac 12 back. We get, we're full. We're blasting. We're blasting away now. Deathcon 5. All right. This is the college experience. Maction Week 1 style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out.
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.